It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Last weekend, I attended the first ever Black Effect Podcast Festival in Atlanta, and y'all, it was absolutely amazing. Not only did I have the opportunity to be a part of the Women in Podcasting panel with some amazing women, but I also got a chance to meet tons of new people. Shout out to my professional homegirls for pulling up. Thank y'all for always holding me down and not up. Shout out to the cousins that was in the audience. And last but not least, shout out to my family from Black Effect Podcast Network. The festival was sold out, okay? And the energy, y'all, was fire. Trust me when I say this, if you didn't make it to this year's festival, you do not, I repeat, you do not want to miss out on next year's event. Now let's get into this week's episode as my guest shares her experiences with sex parties. Sex parties have a history dating back to the sexual liberation movement in the 1970s and 1980s, during which they began to gain popularity. While these events can take on different forms, they often involve an environment that promotes openness, exploration, and sexual expression. 
Our guest today will share her personal experiences and insights on attending sex parties. It is important to remember that participation in these events should always be consensual, safe, and legal. To my guest, how are you doing? I am good. How are you? I'm all is well. All is cute. I can't complain. You know, I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. I'm excited as well. I love you. All is cute. I'm all I'm all cute too. Okay, it's all about the <laughs> cuteness. Okay, keeping it cute, y'all. Now, please describe what a sex party is and how it works. Um, so a sex party or a play party is basically when a lot of open-minded, free, you know, free-thinking individuals come together um, for the purposes of, I, I want to say that it's for the purpose of like networking and meeting other people with like similar interests. Mm -hmm. And during these parties, people might, you know, you might meet a new partner. You might engage yourself with some partners. Maybe you just watch. Um, the way that it looks often varies depending on who you are. Mm -hmm. But in general, I want to say it's like a networking event for people with, you know, same interests. So, sexual interests. Oh, okay, okay. Because I'm like, when you say networking, are you talking about like... <laughs> <laughs> Not business. Now. I mean, but that happens too. Like, well, that can yeah. happen, yeah. Yeah. But the I guess the main purpose is sexual interests. Okay. Now, do you think sex parties are still taboo? And if so, why? So I want to say 50-50 on this because I do believe that in this era, people are like more open with their sexuality. Mm -hmm. um, I also, what I've also noticed is that people are more interested in sex parties. Like they want to go. They're like, I don't know. It's, I feel like it's much less taboo than it has been in the past, but it still is taboo. I feel like in New York, it's very common. Right. And so that's why I'm like, I don't know if this is just because I'm a New Yorker. So it's just like, right. I'm, you know, you know, these things, like, I don't know. I feel like I get invited to one of these things damn near every week at this point. Right. Um, and I feel like and as it's a... not even, yeah. Right. It's like, <laughs> it's not even people that I'd be knowing, like, be random motherfuckers. I'd be like, what is happening? Like, do I have really participation? Yes, girl. I was in a whole other country and people was asking. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I was in another country and people were, like, approaching me, asking me. So I, that's why I think it's less taboo because it's just, like, mm -hmm. I wasn't doing anything particularly, like, I don't know. I wasn't doing anything at all that screamed, like, that screamed, like, oh, let me invite this person to a play party. Right. Now, are there different types of sex parties? And if so, which ones do you go to? Um... I don't, I'm not, I'm actually not sure if there's different kinds. The different kind that I know, I call them the safe ones and the unsafe ones. Okay. Um, I prefer the safe ones. Um, what? and when I say there's, there's safe ones and unsafe ones, um, I feel like some of them, they have where there's like, there's less rules. And by rules, I mean, like, you don't have to get like checked beforehand or there's not like condoms available. Ooh, that's on, not like, like Russian roulette, child. Right. So like those, <laughs> those are called the unsafe ones. Um, but then they're also, but then there's the opposite where, you know, you're getting checked beforehand. I've seen ones where you have to get background checked. Like that, that one was, I like, heard of those. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one was like, they were on it, on it. Um, but I also, it's, it's much more of a pleasurable experience knowing that like all these things are available and that you know that everything, everyone went through a process, mm -hmm. um, and that everyone in the room, you know, is safe because 
not everyone has those conversations. Not everyone's comfortable with asking people of their status and things of that nature. So I don't know. To me, it's more comfortable. But I guess now that I'm talking about it and thinking about it, there's also like impromptu shit. Um, cause I like to host, I like to host events a lot. And I've noticed that some of my like regular vanilla events have mm-hmm. turned, you know, a little wild or spicy. Wait, you host events? I do. <laughs> so I don't host, I don't host play parties. Um, but I do host game nights. I used to do game nights like throughout the city. Um, and then some of my game nights will get a little wild at the end. Wow, Just, you learn I something new every day on, on the Professional Homegirl <laughs> Podcast. I've been knowing this girl for I don't know how long. <laughs> wow. But go ahead, sis. <laughs> learn something new every you know, day. I think it's just my personality. I feel like I make people feel like very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, So I don't know. This should just be happening. And but I also feel like with the safe parties, it brings out a, a certain crowd. Because I feel like when you have less restrictions and rules, it brings out a whole different type of crowd that I'm pretty sure a lot of people are kind of like, eh. It's true. So I've noticed the ones with a lot of rules and like a lot of things that you need to do beforehand, it's often a professional crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, like those are the parties where I'm usually around doctors, lawyyers, people from Wall Street. Like those, those part, those are how those usually come out. And the ones that are kind of like not just easy breezy. Right. Like, let's see what's gonna like what's gonna go down. Those are usually like someone might get into like a big heated argument or somebody may oh, want to nah. hit someone. Like, that doesn't happen often. We got time for that, child. Right, right. That part. But it doesn't happen often. But I will say that I've seen that more at one of those parties than one that was, you know, more organized. Mm. Now, have you noticed any changes in the sex party scenes since you've been gone? And if so, what are they? Um... Not really. I think, no, not really. It's still no phones. Like, I haven't been to anywhere phones have been allowed. It's still be respectful. It's still always ask for consent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I haven't really seen a big difference. But I also haven't been doing these for a really long time. I want to say maybe three, four years. It's been like four that's years. That's a good enough time. Really? Yeah. Um, well, it's been the same for the four years that I've been involved. Now, how were you introduced to these parties? Girl. <laughs> so, my man, my man, my man, my man, my man. Bless that man's heart. So, one day, <laughs> this fine young man um decides to tell me that, like, yo, we're going to go to a party. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, whatever. And you with party. the okie doke. <laughs> Right. I'm just, I'm just like, okay. And then the outfits he got us was like, we had like this matching outfit with a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. Um, So we have this matching outfit. Mind you, I will disclaimer, I have been, I have been a part of a lot of like group sex type mm-hmm. thing. So like a bunch of people in the room having sex at the same time. So I've had so like an orgy. Those. I guess, but we didn't switch partners. Nobody mm-hmm. was switching partners. It was just, I've been in, like, I've been in rooms with, like, five couples having sex at one time. And you're having um, sex, too? hmm Okay. I've had people, like, watch me have sex. So, I want. I just wanted to pre-note that I've already had those experiences, just so people don't be like, damn, yeah, man, he set you up. Right. So, and he was aware of this. He was mm-hmm. aware that I've been in these type of situations. So, anyways, fast forward or whatever. 
um so it's a halloween party he's mm-hmm. like yeah we're going to the party da, da, da. Or i'll do our little sex and i'm just like whatever it's halloween like i'm not thinking too much of it right and we drive hours we it was probably like a two-hour drive oh wow so, right like I, upstate trust this man not upstate it was yonkers at the time okay yeah that's about two hours so go to yonkers whatever we get to the front door he rings the bell or whatever and he looks at me and he says, I just met these people last week. Like, I don't know. I don't know who's crew we at. So that was the first, like, what is happening? And then the, before I could even say anything, the couple opens the door. Right. And and it was funny, too, because the couple opens the door and they have, like, the same outfit that we have on. So that was funny. So. It's um, giving swingers. <laughs> girl. <laughs> So we go in. So mm-hmm. my party, you know, I'm like I'm from the city. Like I've been to a bunch of parties. You know, parties is usually a bunch of different people. You're gonna see singles, you're gonna see couples, you're gonna you're gonna see a bunch of different right. people. It's a party. It's a party. And this man told me that we were going to a party. Right. I walk in, it's nothing but couples. Mm-hmm. So I sit down, I look at him, I'm like, I'm whispered, I'm like, where are we? <laughs> and he was like, I think this might be a swingers party. Like, this is like, he, he's whispering back. He's like, I think we're in a swingers party. I said, what's our rules? He said, what's your rules? I said, no rules. And he was like, I ain't bet no rules. So. Okay, come on, let me out. <laughs> Girl. And communication is important. Like, if you ever go to one of these things um, and you go with your partner, communication is very, very important. Like, you need to figure out those rules. Right. Which we're going to talk oh. about later, because I feel like when you do go with your partner, it, it can go good it or it can go, go left, left <laughs> real yes, quick. Y'all right? have a whole lot of fun or y'all could be arguing on the way back home. Right. So you want to have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so whatever. So we playing games or whatever, but it's not no freaky shit is happening. Like it's real regular. Mm-hmm. Then at some point of the night, the host is like, OK, this is part two. Like, I'm like, part two. I'm like, what is happening? And he was like, you know, the games are going to get a little more risque. Like, you know, if you're not comfortable, please let us know. Um, If you would like to leave now, like, you can leave or you can stay. You can just watch. You don't, like, he's, like, explaining all the rules. Like, you don't have to participate. If you don't have to participate, please check in with your partners. Um, Before touching anyone, please ask for their permission, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So now I'm like, okay. Like, I've never, I have never been in, like, an environment where, like, it was so structured. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so then, yeah, so that's happening. We start playing, I believe we started playing, like, True for Dare. Oh, we started playing True for Dare with, like, Jungle Blocks or whatever. Um, so now people are getting lap dances. People are just doing a bunch of stuff. But it wasn't, I think that party was, like, an introductory party. Mm-hmm. Because people weren't really getting into it, getting into it. My little freaky ass, um... I like I started giving so at one point like a girl had gate like was sucking on my breast or whatever. That was like one of the dares. And then eventually, like, so now I'm aroused. Right. right? So this girl done did this to me. Um, so I had went, so now I'm like sitting with my with my man or whatever. And I, I just started giving him head. Um your boyfriend. Was, yeah, my boyfriend. Because everyone else was kind of like doing their own thing. I'm like, you was probably putting watching on, me. You was probably putting on a show, baby. Girl, so <laughs> that. My boyfriend like taps me like to stop because like the host was like staring like boom staring at us or whatever. 
Um, so he's like tapping me, and it was his first time, like period, ever doing anything like this. Mm-hmm. So like I've had it, like I've had these like I guess unstructured experiences, um, but he's never like done anything like this. Um, so he was just like like stop 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 or whatever the case is. Um, was he uncomfortable then, or like nervous or? I guess he just didn't want someone staring at me. Like, he's very protective over me. So mm-hmm. I guess he was just, like, fine in the moment. But he was like, okay, like, now stop because someone's staring at you. Right. Um, but then that night, though, we didn't, like, we didn't play with anyone, really. Like, we we did have interactions with this one girl. Like, we kissed. She talked on my breasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I touched on her. Um, but by the time people were, like, starting to, like, get into rooms and stuff, we, like, we left. Um, yeah, I wasn't feeling it. Not that we weren't feeling it. We just, just like, okay, like, we're done. Right, so right. That's what, so that's what I often tell people. I'm like, you can be, like, very experienced. Like, you can go to these things all the time and just decide that you don't feel like having sex that day. Like, right. Like, maybe you just wanted to talk to people. Maybe you just wanted to meet people. Because mm-hmm. um, the, the last one I went to, I was like that. I was just like, oh, I'm not really interested in, like, partying today. Like, I just wanted to talk, mingle. And then, like, we we... We played a little bit, but not in the sense that we had like intercourse with it, like actual like penetration intercourse. Right. With right. Right. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, 
a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of... dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So how do you decide whether or not to attend one? Like, are you like selective when it comes to certain play parties or like, do you go to them a lot? I wouldn't say a lot. I would say maybe once a month. Sometimes I skip a month. Um, it's really whenever they pop up and I get invited to one. Mm-hmm. Um, one actually, well, I got invited to one that's coming up this Friday, but we're not going. Um, because we're not in the, the best of space. Um, on but... Good Friday. Hey. Good Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bitches ain't shit. <laughs> 
didn't even realize that they planned them for Good Friday. Listen, That's don't terrible. even get me started. The time is going by so fast. I didn't even know it was Easter, child. Girl, I was surprised because lunch passed over today. Get tomorrow. Who knows? Whatever. Right. All these holidays, but um, what you gonna call it? Um, I feel like I I typically go because everyone who invites me, I have like strangers who invite me or people who I just just met who invite me. But the ones I typically go to, I feel like I've known the, the people for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm comfortable. I'll be like, okay, whatever. And how do they invite you? Like, they tell you and give you a link or, like... It'd be e-bites. Okay. Yeah, it'd be regular e-bites or just be, like, a text. Oh, hey, we're doing this. Um, Typically, like, I'll get, like, a text beforehand Mm -hmm. because some people, like, some people like to, like, pair the people who are going to be there. Not pair them, but, like, they want... Like, one time I went to one and he wanted, like, more, like, professional, like, people in the professional field there. So he had, like, only asked people who, like, were in a certain field. Mm-hmm. Um, One time I know they wanted mostly singles. Like, they wanted mostly singles. Or, like, the first time that I ever went to, they did all people who have never, like, experienced that. Um, So it was their first time experiencing it. And then he had a couple of experienced people to kind of, like, just teach people or talk to them and explain stuff. Um, then there's, I've oh, he sounds one. like he's very like hands yeah, on he, with it. He's he like, he plans them out. Like he really thinks about stuff. He thinks about people's personality. Um, cause he also does sometimes people's personalities just clash. Right. So he keeps that in mind as well. He also takes like, so when I go to play parties, I typically only mess with women. So he also keeps stuff like that in mind. Like he has to balance that out because there's at least one woman who's not going to be participating with guys. So right, like it's a bunch of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you how do you approach safe sex practices such as condom use and regular testing? Um. So I'm paranoid. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, because my friends make fun of me. Because, like, one time I got tested, like, damn near every other week. And it was just like, you know, that's pointless, right? And I was just like, I don't care. Yeah, because that shit not going to show up, child. (laughs) (laughs) It takes a little minute for something to show up. (laughs) That's what people would tell me. (laughs) I'd just be like, well, I don't care because I'll make sure that I'm safe. (laughs) So it's funny. So I used to, I've I've grown up. (laughs) I've stopped doing that. Um, but uh, I'm gonna be honest with girls. Like, I've never used like potential dam or anything like that. I was um, gonna ask you, like, I mean, I never been with a girl before, but I feel like with girls, like, do girls really use protection? I, in my opinion, no. Like, I've never in all in all my living years, right? I have never seen girls use protection with each other, and I'm not saying that that's a good thing, right? It's not, you and I'm not, you're also not saying that all girls don't do this. Some yeah, girls do use protection. Right. But I just never, I've never seen it. Right. Um. So, and then it's, so I'm going to tell you something. Like, now that I'm talking to you, I'm going to say something silly. So, like, I'll, I'll have a girl eat me out or whatever, no protection or whatever. I'll eat her out without protection. But then I'll make my boyfriend use a condom to penetrate. But I, the fluids have already <laughs> swapped. Like, that's what Yo, bitches are annoying. <laughs> Now you done ate some box, but you want him to put a condom on? You might as well let him hit that shit raw. <laughs> I don't know. In my head, I'm just like, nope, you still. But he don't be saying like, oh, you need to put some on your mouth before you eat her out. But what what goes on the mouth? Like a uh, some plastic? Uh, it's a gentle, 
No, that's what them goes on the China. And you licking it while something like covering it? Mm-hmm. But is that the same? Does it feel good? It's I've never done it. I right. know. <laughs> I mean, because I feel like the contact is so close, so we might as well just do it face to uh puss. Uh girl, I don't know. I just to me, I've never done it. Maybe I should be doing it. I need to look into it. This conversation has enlightened me. <laughs> I mean, we're here now. <laughs> How long you been doing this? <laughs> We we passed that point, sis. <laughs> Even though we do promote safe sex, y'all. So, <laughs> yes, please <laughs> learn how to use it. That's okay, y'all. Learn how to use it. That's okay. Um, but we've had um like people that we frequent, like we like dated a girl at one point. Um, mm-hmm. like we didn't use protection with her. Like everyone would just get tested and have conversations about. But it. she was your girlfriend, right? But she was y'all girlfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So with that, like, we I just with that I feel like it, it was the three of us. We knew what we was doing, so we would use we wouldn't use protection. Um. And we've also had a unicorn, like mm-hmm. a girl who like she was like free to do whatever. Um. And she would just keep open communication with us. Like if she was you know seeing someone else at the time, or if she started having raw sex with someone, she would just let us know. Um. And we would move from there. So it's it's really, uh, communications are really 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 big part of this. Like yeah. you just have to be able to talk to people. You know, I did an episode with someone, a young lady. She is known as the um, I want to say as the the godmother of swingers. And the conversation, yeah. yeah, the conversation was so amazing. It's like deep in the catalog. Like I think like episode not a little bit over a hundred. But she also said the same thing about how communication is very important because even though the body is saying one thing, the person can still be saying no or be feeling uncomfortable or, you know, just to make the situation lighter, especially if this is somebody first time doing it or whatever the case may be. Like communication is like has been like the number one theme of these conversations when I have conversations about sex. So I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah, and and it's frequent conversations as well because something that was okay last month might not be okay this month. Yeah. Um, and just because a lot of factors get into play, like you might be in a different space. Um, something might have happened. Like so many different things come into play with this, and also like yourself, like as you're growing as a person. Right. Like, I, I low key feel like I'm kind of like outgrowing the parties kind of now. Like I don't get as much enjoyment out of them. Mm. Um. Why but is then that? It's random. Like, um, I'm not sure. I feel like I'm very much in, like, a settling down phase in my life right now. So it's, like, I just kind of want to, like, focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not, I don't want to, like, stop going. And I'm not, I'm also not saying that just because you're locked in with your partner, that doesn't mean that you can't go to these things and these things make you less than. Um, but I think for me right now in this moment of my life, I just kind of, like, want to focus on my partner, focus on our goals and kind of figure shit out. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, we still talk about going to them. So it's, it's like, it's 50-50. Um, I don't know. It takes time. Like it takes right. time to go to these things. Um, work has to be put into it. They're often themed. So oftentimes they're the themes. So then you gotta go buy a costume or buy right. an outfit. And if you're one of the girlies who don't like to repeat outfits like me, like you're constantly buying these outfits. Um, so it's a thing. Like it's just another thing on my plate. Right. Um, so I think I'm just like, I'm like, eh, don't really want to do this to, like this weekend. I mean, like, yeah, I that's know. money. Right. Like I'm just like, eh. Right. And for something that, like, I don't know, you can't, I, I mean, I guess you can't recycle lingerie, but certain things I'm like, nah. I mean, I don't know if you had a good night in that piece of drawers, baby. I, 
I <laughs> might not be I'm able saying. to recycle those. <laughs> right? Like, all right, you see what I mean. Right, yeah. After a good night, I just have to throw them away. <laughs> Hang them up. <laughs> like, you, ser- you served your purpose. <laughs> right. So are drugs and alcohol available at these parties? Yes. Um. Yes, 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 yes. So typically, so, but it depends on the party. Right. So I've seen parties where there's limits. Like, so if if someone feels like you've been drinking too much or taking too many drugs, you have to sit out or they'll like call you an Uber home or something. Oh, wow. Like they, I have seen that. Yeah. Okay. Just because like they it. don't want, I love it. Yeah. The, the ones where there's lots and lots and lots of rules, like some people be like, oh, isn't it less fun? No, the fuck is not. I feel so safe. <laughs> So yeah. I'm having more fun because I'm so comfortable. Like, I'm like, yo, shit go less. So they have my back. Like, I know someone's going to have my right. back. In you know what's so funny? I wonder if the host is really enjoying themselves because they have to be, they have to pretty much monitor the party and make sure that everybody is having a good time, but also everybody is safe and everything is consensual. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen hosts that I feel like, they look stressed. Not they don't. Not that they look stressed, but I can see that they're busy. Like, that's a big responsibility. They're checking in on people every two seconds. They're they're making sure people have like enough like I don't know lube or toys or whatever. Like if things are being given out, like they're constantly checking in on people. I've also seen hosts. I guess I maybe it's the more seasoned hosts, right? That I've seen like they they're kind of more balanced. Like mm-hmm. they're able to play and kind of still watch the room. They'll tap into other people to also watch the room. So there'll be like several people that you can go to. Mm-hmm. Um those are a little bit yeah, those are the comfy ones too when there's multiple kind of like multiple hosts. Um, cause you don't just have to go to this one person and you feel like you're bothering someone. So. Yeah. Imagine you fucking a host and you about to bust a nut and a nigga stop cause he sees some shit that's about to pop out. <laughs> You'd be like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Could you imagine? I've never seen that, but I would be so upset if I was <laughs> like, you almost <laughs> at the peak, like, <laughs> and the nigga be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I see some knocking sexual action over there. Oh my God. So wait, are the people that are attractive? So 50 50 sis. Right. Um, so I've been to ones where I wasn't attracted to not a damn soul. Um, I've also so this I feel like I've seen is a fucking trend. No, no shade to nobody. But uh, I all like shade, all tea. So <laughs> but I've noticed like sometimes I'm the youngest person in the room. Like mm. there's a lot of like older people. I don't, and like just to me, they're not that. Attractive. Don't be an ages like, now. <laughs> I mean, but what you what do you mean by older? Like, I don't. So like, cause you're in your thirties. Yeah, I'm in my thirties. I want to say like they'd be like fifties. Mm. Yeah, they would be like fifties or late forties. Mm. Yeah, or mid forties. But remember, I started going to these in my mid twenties. Right. Oh, mid twenties going or being around people that's in their mid forties. I'm like, oh, y'all old, like. Mm-hmm. And they're not attractive. Some of them. So I'm, like, I know I'm attracted to like one host, one host's wife. Like she's a little baddie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then everybody else, I'd be like, yeah, like I'm not, like I'm not interested. How do they come? Um, like, cause I feel like if I was going to one of these parties, like I'm gonna come on point, like. <laughs> So, I gotta be the baddest bitch in the room when I step in. Like, like, do they put uh, effort into themselves, or it just be like they a, definitely? 
No, they definitely put effort into themselves. I've never, I, I've never seen like someone who dressed off floppy. Like okay. everyone, yeah. Like people be having like they makeup on. Okay. Like, some, some people be like people be bare faced too. So I've been to like like extravagant like play parties where people like are done to the T, and I've also seen like people who like you know bare faced or whatever comfortable, but they still look like very presentable. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. I just don't be attracted um all the time but then I, ha- I have been to parties where it's like nothing but like just beautiful people like all around um but i want to say more often than not i i find myself in parties where people aren't that attractive mm. i know you be tight yeah. <laughs> i do be tight because i'll be looking at my man and i'll be like <laughs> why are we here <laughs> so you won't mess with any men only women only women yeah but why not men um i'm just i'm very much like my man is my man right so and that's that's like the only penis i want Mm -hmm. um have i thought about it yes but i've never i don't know it just it just doesn't do it for me like i i don't i can't imagine double penetration so i can't imagine like a threesome with another guy Um, right i also and then i just can't imagine like being with a guy outside of my partner Mm -hmm. um and then I'm and then I'm just like wildly attracted to women, but I'm not in a relationship with a woman. Mm-hmm. So like let's say let's say my partner was a woman, I probably I probably wouldn't be dealing with women. I probably would deal with a man, like at the parties. Oh, I get it. I get it. So if- I guess I just don't double dip on the same on right. what I already have. Right. Yeah. Okay. I understand. So what kind of conversations do you typically have with other participants before engaging in sexual activity? Like, do you do small talk with the bitch or like yeah, um, it depends. Or y'all just get things popping, you know, she opened a leg up. Right. So, so funny enough, I feel like I typically have conversations with people I'm not going to play with. Like, mm-hmm. but I might still find them attractive, but like, I don't know. I just rap. Sometimes conversations very stimulating for me. Right. So, because you um, know, you deep child. I am. I am a little deep. <laughs> laugh we, we had like a whole conversation on like crystals and sage and like all this other stuff uh talking about like voodoo and haiti like I remember when we first met we was on the phone for like i think two hours talking about some of the deepest <laughs> shit we were talking about selling souls and shit yeah we sure were i will really because that stimulates me like right it's me so so then I could do that. But then like I remember like the last party I went to, like I just walked up to her and I was like, Can I kiss you? And she was like, Yes. And then I kissed her and then we just we, we just started but we had no conversation. Like none. And you was attracted like, to her? Like you liked her? Yeah, I liked her. I liked her. Like she was like Amazonian. Like she was mad tall. Like Was she pretty? I, yeah, she she was decent. I'm not she wasn't like but it was Don't be the, trying to flex on the show now. Come on now. No, I'm not. I'm really not. I'm really not. I'm really not. But so I tell people this all the time. I'm less attracted to like physical appearance and more attracted to like confidence. So like when mm. you walk into the room, she owned it. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, that turned me on so. Oh my Clearly, god. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> you need a napkin, sis. Sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I can tell. Yeah, she getting a little flustered. <laughs> but she was gonna see. I gave you, you. You end up kissing her. We ended up kissing. Um, she ended up giving me like a lap dance. Okay. Um, 
we start coming each other's breasts. Um, she like played with my vagina, pussy, whatever. Um, she ended up like eating me out. It was like it was the time, but we didn't really talk. Like there was, I didn't get her number at the end. Like we we might never see each other ever again. I was just about to ask you that. Like, do you keep in contact with the people that you meet, or is it a one time thank you, ma'am, and we good? Uh, for me personally, half the time I don't keep in contact with these people. Mm-hmm. I, I only the people that I typically keep in contact are like hosts. Okay, well, obviously, yeah, right. But like, I'm typically like friends with the host in some type of capacity. Right. Like, we can key key and be on the phone. Right. But, like, I've never, I've never made a friend with anyone. Mm. Like at the party, but I've seen people do it. Like, people make friends. Are you open to that or nah? I am. I'm just not a very social person. You, you think I'm social? I'm really not. You, I'm you're social, social with me? But <laughs> well, I like you. But well, I like you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean 
at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of... dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. impact, if any, has attending sex parties had on your sexual preferences or desires? Um, see, I don't really like this question. I'm going to tell you why. Because I feel like my preferences is what makes me go to the parties, not the other way around. Mm. Like, I feel like I've always been into kink. Like, I've always been into, like, BD- BDSM stuff, like bondage. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I'm very submissive, so I've always been into that. And I think because I've always been into that, I like I look for things that relate to those. Right. And like and parties came with that. So I've never went to a party and was like, oh, like now now I'm suddenly interested in this thing. Like, no, I've always been interested and now I'm at a party learning more about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. But I wonder I'm maybe. Mm. Apparently I turned a girl out. I wanted them, so she like told she you that. Said, 
Yeah, she was like, I've never been with a girl before. Like, this is my first time. And then her best friend, like, confirmed it because her best friend was also there. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, yeah, I've never seen her. What like, she? What you do? So, I ain't do shit. I really, I promise you I ain't do shit. <laughs> Just talk- that was one of the girls I was just talking to. Like I was just talking to her, and then she started like she started kissing. She did not ask. She did not ask. I, I mean, you didn't stop though. I didn't stop, but she had me a little uncomfortable. She was aggressive. I'm like, miss. Oh, she probably was nervous. Maybe, maybe, but like I could also tell that she hadn't been with a girl before because even like right, she like bit my vagina. It was not she bit it. She did. Girl, you should have punched her. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, she lying. I'm sorry. Anybody that's been with, if I feel like if you, if this is your first time being with a girl, like I'm not eating boxing the first time. Okay, that's you. She lying. She been with a girl before. I don't think so. Cause any girl would have told her, please don't ever bite. <laughs> Like, I mean, actually, let me not say that because people have different preferences. Maybe there are people out True. there who like the deep bit. But me? the first time she was ready to go down? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. But you know, I wasn't even at a party. Like, this was random. Like, you know what I, I wanted to ask pool. you? Where are the parties at? Like, are, is it at people's houses or clubs? Okay. People. I believe I've never been to them, but I believe there's clubs in New York. Yes. I also know there's like houses dedicated to it in New York. Like I've heard of them and people have invited me. I just haven't gone yet. Um, but and then some people have it in their houses or in their apartment. Um, and some people rent out spaces. I like it when people rent out spaces because it's pretty. Like people like do it up. Like, right. Those be the fancy ones when people rent out. I spaces. do want to go to a club. I just want to go and just see it because I feel like I. You know, just from doing research and like talking to so many people and having so many different type of friends in my life, like I heard the clubs be like popping, really? and not even I, on like I some, heard the same. and not even on some sex shit. Like it just be a vibe there. Like it's really like a legit party. Uh huh. Nah, I've heard the same. I just I, they they be costing bread. Od. They be costing bread. That's that's why I don't be going. And I'm if I'm paying that much money, just... I better bust a nut. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then some of them you need like memberships. I'm like, oh, that is. I heard that too. Facts. Yeah, facts. You need like a membership. So, do um, you have any type of boundaries? I know you said earlier that you don't, but you, so you don't have no boundaries. Boundaries when you go into these clubs or parties, should I say? For my partner, you're saying like rules? No, for you. Like, do you have boundaries for yourself or like? Well, what do you mean by a boundary? Like, do you have any like like Are you pretty much open to anything, or do you have like certain things that you wouldn't do? Um. Like, I know and, you're not well, really interested in men. So, yeah. So, that's one. Like, I don't mess... I won't mess with a man um, mm-hmm. unless I'm single uh, or unless I'm dating a woman at the time. But not really. It's really just the mood that I'm in for that night. Right. Because, like I said, like, some, I've gone and sometimes I don't participate in much. And then I've gone and we participate in a lot. Right. So, it really depends on my mood. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And what was the best night that you had? At a party, the best night. Um, I was I was with my partner, and mm-hmm. we had went and we met this girl. She's really pretty. She had a fat ass. I mm-hmm. like ass. I like titties too. You I like really body. Like I like body. I do. I'm very yeah. like visual. Um, yeah, you're a touchy. body girl. <laughs> so like body, yaddy, yaddy. 
So, yeah, so this girl, she had, her ass was fucking round and fat. Um, and she had, like, nice titties and nice nipples and some I almost said your name, child. <laughs> I was about to be like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a menace, but... <laughs> <laughs> like wow you sound like our friend <laughs> straight, really, straight up I'm nigga really. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead no, it's funny because people don't be believing me like they be like you're not fine I'm like I might like women more than I like men. no I definitely <laughs> think you like women more than men I, I think I do too I think when it comes to family it's all about your partner being a man but when it comes to like that intimacy and like the overall feeling and stuff and the uh, the attraction it'd be women for you yeah i do like even when i'm out in the street i, I rarely ever check out men i'm always checking out women like but i feel I'm like women like, are pretty to look at though yeah i mean but i feel like straight women or like uh, there's also some bisexual women i feel like sometimes like they they be looking at men like i've heard like my homegirls be like oh look at him he's so fine look how he dressed and i just I'm like, hey, yeah, hey. Look at her. <laughs> I ain't seen a fine nigga yet. Really? I haven't seen a fine nigga in so long. Oh, maybe men are slacking out here. Yeah. I mean, it's a. have been seeing a lot of pretty women. I'm like, oh, that's a beautiful woman. Oh, she's mad pretty. But I have not seen a nigga where I'd be like, oh, my God, that nigga is fine. Like, ooh. Man, that's unfortunate. Yeah. You seen you any fine men out here? Side. I haven't seen one in a while. At the last party I went to... I seen a fine one. He was fine. I was staring at him. Yeah, like he I came have... with the with the Amazonian goddess. It was both of them. I was like, damn, I look like gods walking into the room. <laughs> Not Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, okay. So the best night. So you saw best Shorty. Night, saw Shorty. Da, da, da. Um, she was interacting with my man at first or whatever. Um. Like they was talking and they had started kissing or whatever. Until a real um, nigga pulled up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, step aside, nigga. <laughs> so I come over all cutesy or whatever. Because I'm also, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself sexy. I'm very, like, cute, like, and goofy. So I feel like that's another thing why people be comfortable around me. Because I'm just a goofball. So um, I go over, I'm like... Oh, like, can I have some too or whatever? I said something corny. Um, and then she was like, Of course. And then she did the she did like the face palm, like you know, when like they grab you by the side of the face and they pull you and they she did it. She did I know it. Your panties were wet. <laughs> she did it to me. So we started kissing or whatever. Um and so we had um like some toys with us and like, it was just a night. Like, it was just, I don't know. The energy was real good. Mm-hmm. Like, and she was just beautiful. So, that was my best night. Now, have you had any negative experiences? And if so, how did you handle it? Um, The most negative experience was I was at a party with my partner. And my partner, like, me and him were not in a good space. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, I kept looking at him. And I was just, like, disgusted. <laughs> As your partner? My partner, I was looking at him and I was disgusted. So I didn't really have fun that night. And so I suggest, like, if you're in a bad space with your person, y'all should not go. Right. Y'all should not go. Because that shit, you won't think, like, you can handle it and it's going to be fine. But, like, and granted, we've been to these things already. Um, So it's not like, oh, I was uncomfortable with something happening. It was just because we were in a bad space. I was like, 
like I like I wanted to fight the nigga. I'm like, you fucking piece of shit. Like, so uh, that was like my worst night. But then there was another one. I guess it was just a funny night. Like we was having a threesome with a girl, and he just couldn't get hard for her. Mm. But she was beautiful. Like the girl was beautiful. Like mm-hmm. and she didn't smell bad. Nothing. She was beautiful. But like Not she didn't smell I, bad. Like, <laughs> Like, no, because, you know, like, sometimes you could be beautiful as fuck, but if you smell a little funky, I mean, yeah, like, when that twat is twatting. <laughs> right. Like, that's Having like an off day. Off. Yeah. But, um, he, yeah, he couldn't get hard, like, with her specifically, like, because when he would, like, switch back over to me, like, he would get aroused again. And then, like, he would try to, like, mess with her and, like, um, specifically with, like, penetration, like, he just could not stay hard for her. So that was, like, that was, like, I'm like, hmm, what's happening here? Like, right. Does he enjoy these parties? I don't know. I don't know anymore. Yeah, because I feel like y'all go to these a lot, or y'all been going to these for a certain amount of years, and especially with that situation, like, you got two fine bitches in front of you. But that might be a lot, though. I I, I definitely, especially if you're not used to it, because I'm... He called me the quote-unquote horny one. Like, he's like, yo, you always want to do some shit. You always, like, doing all these sexual things. You always it might be intimidating. Things. Mm-hmm. It might be, but he's never expressed that. Like, he's never he's never said those words, like, oh, this is intimidating, or right. I'm not comfortable. He'll say stuff like, oh, like, I don't need to go to these things. Like, I do it, like, for you, because I know you enjoy them. Um, But, yeah, because he, he definitely, like, he's never, like... I was his first threesome. Like he's mm-hmm. never had a threesome before, so you know Child, you that, turning you bitches just... and niggas out, baby. <laughs> Child. I don't know. It's so interesting though, because that that's something I would say. Like people to all, oh, I, I want a threesome. I'd love to. I'd love to have two bitches and oh, I have this and that. But like when you really put the pressure on these niggas, like if oh. you really put them in the situation, they Child. do not be performing. At they all, not be performing. I'm like, oh, you was asking for this, right? Though. That thing you be like, real limp, okay? Uh-huh. They can't, uh, or they panic, or they just don't know what to do. They don't know. Oh. So, do you think he's gonna stop going with you soon, or I don't know? Because I think he's more into it now. Mm. Yeah. Why you say that? I I don't know. Cause not asking me. Because mm. before, it would be me asking him, like, it would be like, oh, like, you, like, has any come up? Like, has anyone hit you up? Now he's the one asking me, like, has anyone hit you up? Or are you interested in going? So I feel like he's getting more Um, And the last one we went to, he was, like, more on his own. Like, he wasn't, like, I feel like before he would, like, stay kind of, like, near my hip. Like, he always wanted to be next to me. And now he's just, like, exploring. So I'm like, oh, okay. Does that you. bother you? No. Mm. I, I just don't, like... Don't leave me completely alone. Like, right. Unless we, like, unless we have, like, a conversation. Like, me, if you dip off into a room to, like, have sex with someone, that's fine. But, like, at one time, you, like, dipped off to, like, have a conversation with someone and left me alone. And I'm just like, really, guy? Like, right. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Um, but that's just more so, like, I, I'm very much like, I like being protected. Like, right. I like having so. It's just like, oh, you wouldn't protect it. Like, you wouldn't make sure, you wouldn't make it. What if I got kidnapped? Like, I'm mad Ain't nobody kidnapping you, child. <laughs> I'm mad dramatic. I'm mad dramatic. I'm like, someone could have put me in a trunk and you would not have known because you was not in the room. Or you would, I wasn't in distance of eyesight. That's something I would say. I'm mad dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so do y'all have any 
um, rules as a couple or is pretty much like he can just do what he wants? He can do whatever he wants. I'm a watch. Like, I like to watch. Mm-hmm. I love to watch. Um, so I actually prefer when he he doesn't like this. This, I will say, he doesn't like. Because um, he always wants me involved. He's like, come here. Like, he, he'll be like, come here, come here. Like, I'm just like, no, I just want to watch. Like, okay, like, I get what do you think? Yeah, like, I want to see my person in action. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like seeing my person being pleased. Um, so, what do you guys mean? You asked me if there are rules. Yeah, are there I'm any like, rules? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, look, you got me. <laughs> yeah, she reminiscing, child. <laughs> but um, rules, yeah, so I don't mess with men. He also wouldn't want me messing with a man. Right. Um, what you want to call it? You okay but with he... him kissing a bitch? Yeah. Okay. Because you know some people don't like their man kissing another woman because that's very intimate. No, I don't, I don't mind. Like he's giving girls head in front of me. He's kissed girls. The real, I guess for me, the really only thing is you got to use a condom for penetration. Does he like to use condoms for penetration with other other people? Because like I feel like he has more fun when we're dating someone. Like when we have our own person, because he he can fuck them raw. Like those girls, he can fuck raw. Right. Um, I feel like he prefers that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just. I don't like the idea of you fucking somebody raw that you met tonight and you right. never speak to them again. I don't like that. Just me personally. Now you know you sound like a little hypocrite now. I, I know, I know. Cause you be, <laughs> you be, yeah, yum yum yum. Yeah, we. <laughs> Yeah, Ebony is gonna find her a professional to come here and talk to y'all. <laughs> Yo, I'm crying. I'm not a pro. Obviously, I am not the pro. Somebody's <laughs> gonna talk to y'all about safe sex is coming soon, okay? Oh my <laughs> god, yeah, because this bitch got the fucking nerve, y'all. <laughs> it's you crying for me. <laughs> oh man, I'm crying. Oh man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Come on now. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> All right. Now, do you think that attending these sex parties parties with your partner affected your relationship in any way? Um, when we was going into them like frequently, I feel like it made it better. Oh, wow. I feel like it made it so much better because I feel like our communication wasn't always so great and it mm-hmm. forced us to be better communicators. Um, And we were also learning, like, more about, like, sex. Right, like, together. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And I don't think, I don't know about everybody, but for me, I don't, I wasn't really having those conversations. Like, when I get into a relationship, I'm not really asking, like, I mean, I guess, like, I'll ask, like, little stuff, like, does this feel good? But I've never, like, hey, like, what area of your body do you like to touch? Or, like, even, like, paying attention to, because a lot of it is, like, this sensual play where, like, you're really exploring people's bodies. Like, and and I'm also, like, learning from, oh, I guess that kind of relates to your question from earlier. Like, I'm also learning, like, I'm learning from other women, like, things that I take away from the parties. Right. Because, like, I don't know. Like, I never... 
like I'll like I'm goofy. So like I've I've given lap dances as a joke. Like, mm-hmm. let me randomly give you a lap dance while you're watching the game. But like these girls, like I used to uh, love watching them. Love watching them. They look like strippers. Like they mm-hmm. look like professional fucking dancers sometimes. Like the way that they was giving these lap dances mm-hmm. and being so sensual. Um, so I picked that's something I learned from them. Like, oh, like that's not just something I could do when I'm being goofy and joking around. Like oh, that's no. something I can use like a part. Everyday life, that. yeah. Yeah, like I, I never I never even thought of it. Listen, I know like how to tap into my sensual touch. side now. If I want something, but I think this also just plays into with your charisma or just being witty or just being a woman, like just tapping into your womanly side and like, you know, getting do what you gotta do to get what you want. I don't know. I I started picking up so many different tips, like touching someone with like just the very tip of your nail mm-hmm. and just going up and like that's not something. Like I used to do that with my finger, but like with the very edge of the tip of your nail right. works wonders, apparently. Like would I had never do that. I feel like if I'm like in a relationship and I like that's my nigga, like I feel like I I try my best to like ask questions like what do you like? Like what turns you on? Like what can I do to make you more happier when it comes to, you know, anything? Oh, maybe I'm selfish. Cuz I was I, I wasn't doing that before attending these parties. Now I do. Like now when really? I meet people before? No, I'm just you're going to get what you get cuz I also feel like I'm very I'm very confident in my sex game. Like, I've Same. never gotten any complaints. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, why am I asking you what feels good when everything I've done already feels right. good? I like, think, I, you know what's so funny? You make a good point because I'm the same way. But I feel like as I started to get older and started to understand the value in communication, mm-hmm. that's when I started to do it. Because I didn't always do it because I always felt like like I'm the gift nigga. Like, it don't get no better than this. But right. I feel like as right. But I feel like, you know, when you get older and you start to explore things and you become more... um not sexually active, but like more, what's the word when you're like really into like exploring your sexuality? I feel like that's when I started to be like, oh, so what do you like? Or like, what's your fantasy and stuff like that? Maybe it's something that comes with age. I think so. Cause as you get older, your body gets older, you start to want to do more things or you more exposed to different things or, you know, you be with different people and they like different things. So they introduce you to some things and get that thing banging. Get that thing thing in. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like something with the parties, they, they're showing both of us. Because, like, if he's not that experienced. Because also, girl, like, I, I'm learning so much. Like, men be thinking they're so experienced until they realize that they're not so experienced. Like, just because you've had sex with multiple people does not mean that you're experienced. Right. Like, it's the act of actually trying new things and being comfortable with within your skin and being, and also knowing like, what that person like. Yes, because everybody's body is di- yes and trust for sure. Because if I fucks with you and I trust you, like we can do whatever. Like, because sex is supposed to be fun. Like so, but I feel like it, when you don't have that that communication and that trust, that's a dub. Uh huh. Like when I trust you, I don't know. We we might have to we might have to get a little test, a little pregnancy test. <laughs> Cause I'm having a good time. <laughs> I'm having a good time. But that's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. Like, but it this definitely involves trust and communication for sure. Mm-hmm. Big the two biggest things. Mm-hmm. Two biggest biggest things. Like you have to trust that your partner has your back. Yeah, that they have your best intentions at heart. Like, and you guys need to communicate what's okay and what's not okay. Right. So how can someone find out about sex parties and what's the process for attending one? So, man. 
so when I first first started, like that that very first one that we went to, like we, mm-hmm. we didn't even know, right? Right. Um, but now there's like all these different apps. So I feel like it's I so know. easy to find, right? It's it's much easier to find now. Right. Um, I'm actually trying to find the name of one of you because I can't remember the Mm-mm, we ain't doing no free promo. Oh, we're not doing free promo. <laughs> well, there's apps, y'all. Find find the apps. Um, also regular dating apps, just put it in your profile, people will hit you up. Right. Um like if you just put it in your bio. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, you could do it that way. And then when you actually go to one, you're going to meet people. So mm-hmm. again, networking. So just putting yourself you, out there. Mm-hmm, you're going to find out. And then just being able to have like open, honest communication with people when you're out. Because like I said, I was in a whole nother country and oh, <laughs> the things that transpired. But we was also having like open, candid communication and right. conversation. So mm-hmm. conversation yeah. rule the nation. Yes. And what is your advice for maintaining privacy and discretion when attending sex parties? So I know we, for a long time, we used fake names, but we stopped doing that um, because I'm going to tell you why. At these things, everyone's kind of on the same page. Nobody wants their business all out there. A lot of us have like careers, like career careers. Right. Um, so like, again, like phones do not be allowed. Like you can't take any pictures. You can't take videos. Um, a lot of it is what happens here stays here. So people aren't saying like, oh, I've seen Vanessa and George at a party. Like people don't do that. Um, like if you do have conversations about that, you're not mentioning names. You're not really mentioning the exact location and things of that nature. And can you get banned if that was to happen? Yeah, you can. Like, mm-hmm. so someone, like, let's say you took a picture without someone's permission, one of the yeah. cases, and it, like, shows up, you will not be allowed. Right. You will not be, yeah, you're not invited to another party. Mm-hmm. But I, I've never, in the four years, I've never seen that happen. Like, it's never gone out of hand where someone's trying to post something or tell people's business. Mm. And what is your advice that you would give to someone who's curious about attending their first sex party. Because when I put this up on my page on Instagram, when I tell you the the DMs were crazy. Everybody was super excited about this conversation. Really? Um, I said, it's giving PXG after dark child. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be careful. You know, if you're in the age of 18, careful out here. But, um, definitely no, have a conversation with yourself, right? Like, really think about, like, what am I going to be comfortable with? What am I not going to be comfortable with? Definitely have open and candid communication with the host. Let them know what you're comfortable with and not comfortable with because they, they'll punch you in areas where, you'll, where you're going to feel the most comfortable and they'll introduce you to people who's going to make sure that you feel comfortable. So let's say the first time that you attend, you just want to watch, just make that known in the beginning of the night or tell the host beforehand They'll make sure that that's all that happens. And if they see you participating in something, they're going to check on you. They're going to say, hey, I know you had said you just wanted to watch. Are you comfortable right now? And then, you know, you can speak to them. You can also have like a code, uh, like a little code word Mm -hmm. beforehand that's made um, just in case. Like, because some people also, they're not, what's the word? they're easily influenced sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they have a hard time saying no, so those cold words are helpful for that. Or they don't um, want to be the person that's saying no. Exactly. So it's helpful to, like, 
check the whole your your host the host is your best friend the host is going to make sure that you're good mm-hmm. um so i definitely recommend that you get close with your host um during your first party and then you know go there with open intention have fun i also don't suggest that you do a bunch of drugs and get drunk i i don't suggest that i i think that you're you're your best when you're sober right um especially when it's your first time you know if you want to drink a little wine and get like a little tips that's just fine. a relaxing nurse yeah like if you want to get the buzz that's fine but i don't suggest you get drunk or incoherent because i don't want anyone doing something and they wake up the next morning and they regret what happened right or they feel that they was taken advantage of so you want to you know you want to be clear um clear-minded and then some of these parties you know People do do a lot of drugs, and people's not really monitoring it. It's mm-hmm. great when they are, but sometimes they don't. What type of drugs um, are you doing? Um, it's a lot of weed. Molly. I've seen, I've seen coke. I've seen Molly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen someone taking perks before. Um, oh, a nigga, not coming off no perks now. Right. He fucking right. stop. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, not and then that, I've seen like people drinking a lot. Not like, that I've I know. Not that you know. <laughs> Girl. Right. Go ahead. Sis. No, that's it. That was it. I really you don't do know y'all. Like... Let me stop playing with y'all. Nah. I was like, give give these women a fair warning. And these men. Give them a fair yeah, warning. Yeah, listen. That's the whole purpose of these conversations because you don't want to go into a situation blindly. Thinking you about to have a good time and you just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Cause people do do a lot of drugs at these well, not at all these parties, but people like to have a good time. Yeah. I, and honestly, I haven't been to many parties where people are getting like like OD high. Like right. it's it's been a few. I have seen it, but not mo- most of them no. Right. Most of the time people are just smoking weed and cigars. Right. Having a good and time. Edibles. Like, yeah, yeah, edibles. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this was an amazing conversation. It was definitely fun. So yes. to my guests, yes. thank you so Brian. much for being a part of the Professional Homegirl Podcast. And to the listeners, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or you want to say, hey, girl, hey, please make sure to email me at hello at the phgpodcast.com. And until next time, everyone, later. The Professional Homegirl Podcast is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. And you can connect with me on social media at the PHG Podcast. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. 
Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hills and Adonis, mm-hmm. back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.